You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IVT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. As we record here on the seventh day of Hanukkah, we know what is happening in Eretz Yisrael, the war that is raging, the young men that are being assaulted, the ones that are going into battle, the ones that are never risking their lives, and unfortunately we're hearing reports of those that have lost their lives. It is Hanukkah, and so many of them, away from their families, are involved in strategy, they're involved in the mission, but they also, of course, are embracing Kiyama Mitzvos in the greatest way possible. And therefore, I thought it would be appropriate to re-release a program that I did at that first COVID Hanukkah uh, three years ago. And that is where we talked about the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah and how it relates to soldiers at the front, soldiers in the base, the difference between a female soldier and a male soldier. Um, you're, you're going to hear a lot of interaction. This was uh, a, a lively, interactive class that we had, short and to the point, based on the psokim of Rav Chlemagoran and Rav Shlomo Aviner. And it should be a schuss, of course, uh, for all the soldiers that are there that are fighting. I know that we should see them return soon and quickly. And in order to see Nisim. Gorin, Rav Gorin, and Rav Vinayar Feltno, a, a married soldier. This is a chiddush to me, because we talked about an Achsanoi, a guy who's married and is on the road, he's connected to his wife, to his family. She can light for him. Rav Gorin felt that was not the case when you were a soldier and you were now at the base. It's almost like you're disconnected, because now you're on a different mission. And it sounds like it's even more than Reb Zera. The Gemara in Shabbos talked about Reb Zera, who went to learn. And I assume he, he traveled far away from home to be in yeshiva, to be by the, the Rebbe that he wanted to study by, and his wife was in some other town. But they felt that going into the army is a more intense experience than going to study in a yeshiva. And even a married person couldn't say, well, I, if I want, I can be machmir. According to Rav Gorin, you are mechuyev to light, which I think is something he hadn't seen before. Uh, a type of, um, yeah, you're married, but that's just a fact about you. You're just a grunt like anyone else. It happens to be you're married, but right now, this is who you are. This is what you're about. We control your life. And I guess that must be the difference between that and the yeshiva. I guess in terms of the yeshiva, okay, the person has made his way, he sacrificed a lot to get here, it's hundreds of miles from home, he'll have to sit at some lonely bus station in order to get home. But in the army, if the guy leaves, they'll kill him. He'll be a deserter for leaving. So I think that's the, the reason why it's different um, in terms of... Uh, and the same thing is true. Um, he says, if she's a, if, if she's a married chayelet, uh, <laughs> the same thing. She is now in a different state. Her her marriage, her home, 
she is now part of the army. And part of the army means things are completely different. It's, 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 it's almost like a, a standard that I hadn't seen before. More than a yeshiva, more than a person on a business trip. I think that's really um, uh, what's interesting. Uh, although, what about um, he gets a, a, a pass? <laughs> Let's say he has a day off. Uh, he has a, uh, uh, they're giving him a furlough. And he can go home. So what about that? So let's say the furlough is for the evening. So should he light on the base? So there, Rav Avinir feels once he's got the furlough, he could actually light at home. Um, and the same thing, of course, is um, if he has, if he's coming back Saturday night to the base, where should he light? So again, there you might have the option. I remember when we took Nehemia back uh, to the base on a Saturday night. It was quite, quite sad. He was with us for Shabbos, but then he had to be back in the base that evening. We had to make sure that he was there. Again, we got there, I think, one in the morning. So this is that interesting in-between part. When you're on the base, you're not even connected. When you have a furlough, you're sort of in the middle. And that's the interesting uh, halacha that I thought was new of something we hadn't really seen before about that. One of the things that we saw a couple weeks ago was that that you need to have a home in order to light. And a homeless person, we saw from Rebel Yoshev, you'd have to lend him money in order for him not to be homeless, in order for him to be chayiv in their Hanukkah. Okay, we talked about lighting on the front. Um, what's the halacha there? And uh, I think uh, they talked about lighting during, uh, you know, in, in 73, we talked about the second that Rabbi Yashiv gave uh, in the Yom Kippur War, about lighting on the front. Uh, here we have Rav Aviner's psak, that if you're on the front, and I guess you're not, that's not called a house at all. So it sounds like, now you tell me, I might not know what all these things are. If they actually sleep in a jeep if they're sleeping in the jeep they then they can light in the jeep if they sleep in the tank then that's their place to light ohel hodi moshe you want to tell me you know what that is the ohel hodi i'm not sure what type of tent is that just a regular uh military tent the regular tent okay um he also says, Tachas Chacha O Tzilia. Now, um, is he here talking about a tent still, or is he talking, obviously, what, the Chacha of the Tzilia? Chacha is just something that you uh, they make over, the, because the sun is really bad, so, because the sitting over there, they want to have the, the sun prevent from the sunburn. Uh-huh. So they can uh, that to me is a chiddush. You consider that a house, right? Uh, uh, I agree. In other words, a talemikora that could be like your house. In other words, if they if, if there's like a trench that goes into the ground, that's that's their house for Hanukkah. What's interesting to me that if they put up some sort of like Moshe says uh, something to guard them from the sun, and that's what they're sleeping out under like that becomes their house uh that to me is also a chiddush 
but that would be considered a house. Um, I, I can see the tank is their house. We talked about lighting uh, in a car. So I can see how the tank is, and I can see if you're out there in a tent. Um, but again, these are the, the questions about what's considered a bias. He also says, a sfina im tikra, which is interesting. In other words, there is the Israeli Navy, and we know they actually have done a lot of uh, very noble and courageous things. But it has to be a sfina that has some sort of um, roof on it. I guess one of these uh, rafts would not have a din of a bias at all, because I guess it doesn't really provide much protection. It's just the way for them to travel. Um, then you have here a Beitan Shmira. Again, I'm not sure what that is. So Moshe, do you know what that means? The Beitan Shmira? I'm not sure what that is exactly. It's the house right by the gate that the, the soldier sits there. Guardhouse? Yeah. Right. So in other words, if a soldier's in the guardhouse, that would be like his house for, even though he's there for a purpose, that might be considered. Right. Interesting. Again, we talked about uh, Sheila. You remember we were learning about the Sfina today about if a person on the Sfina, why he can't light. And I was wondering maybe because of the wind and the water, but maybe it's because there's no roof, right? We're wondering, Rashi, Rashi says in Shabbos that a Sfina is not a place that you could light near Hanukkah. We were wondering why. Maybe that's the reason. Um, so the, um, let's see. But the sfina with a roof is it okay? A sfina with a roof, but I guess those are those were not un, those were unusual about you know in the, to have a sfina with a roof. Uh, that would be a very expensive one. Um, but I guess a sfina that's open to the elements is not considered a bias because of that, which which is interesting. Um, let's see. Let's say somebody is going out. Uh, he's been called for maneuvers. Uh, and they say, okay, everybody, let's go out for maneuvers. But it's around, uh, can he light and just extinguish it? Even though, no, it has to at least burn for a half hour. So um, I guess maybe he could light a little bit early, but um, he can't just extinguish it and say, oh, I was Yotze. But in shul, we're allowed to light and then shut it off right after tefillah. Right, right, because that's that's not really the kiyum of the mitzvah of Hadlokas Ner Hanukkah. That's just to mefarsim the idea to the people that are there. Here we're talking about the soldier who's high at the light, but he's got a, he's got some work. He's supposed to go out to the pilot, so maybe he can extinguish it. No, he's really he really should let it let it burn, uh, even though he's not going to be there. Um, Interesting question. Um, is the chayelet chayev and halel? We know chayel is. What about, and this is not really about a chayelet. This is really about all women. Are women chayev and halel in Hanukkah? We know they're chayev in their Hanukkah, but they chayev and halel. So Rav Avinir, Paskins, no, because it's a mitzvah sasei shazman groma. So even though it's one of the most important things to do on is lahalel v'hoda'ah, so Rebel Yoshev already deals with this. He says, that the Gemara says that, that, that they were koveit, lahalel v'hoidah, 
which is what Hanukkah was about, is really in the Alanisim, um, but not necessarily the regular Din Halel. The regular Din Halel is something that is based on this day of the year. When this miracle thing occurs, so you're mechuyiv to, to, to be mahal. Those of you that will join me on my Sunday uh, evening classes, and we're going to be talking about this mitzvah of halil. But it's not a Hanukkah mitzvah, even though if a miracle happens, like let's say Yom Atzmut, if you say it's a miracle, I don't know, or Yom Yerushalayim, but it's not the special takana of Hanukkah. In other words, Chazal say, women are chayiv in Hanukkah, so anything that's part of the special Hanukkah halochos, women are chayiv in. But the halel, even though it's because of the miracles of Hanukkah, because of the fact that we were they were saved, because of the fact that we won the wars, because we were able to overthrow that country, and women were also in danger, but the chiyuv of saying halel wouldn't apply to them. So women are actually put there in halel of Hanukkah, according to Rebel Yoshev, and as you see here, Rabbi Abiner, and of course, a... Um, uh, they're potter, but they could say halil, and of course they're able to do it. But a Sfardia should not make the bracha because she's potter. But Here if comes she... another discrimination. What are you saying, Moshe? Here comes another discrimination. <laughs> well, you tell me. Again, it's your the Sfardiot would do it because they're they're potur, they're puturot. Again, I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. Uh, it, it might be, and if you, the uh, Chassam Sofer and others are of the opinion, uh, based on the Bahag, that it could be saying Halel on a days that miracles have occurred for Klal Yisrael is a chiyah from the Torah. But women would be potter from it. Just like women are potter from anything that's related to a specific day of the year. So since the, the mitzvah of doing it is on a specific day, they're potter. So they'd be potter from Halel on Sukkot and all those other days as well. And they're potter from Halel on Hanukkah. However, um, the, if you're an Ashkenaziah, you can, you have the right to take on something, just like taking a Lul of an Esrog, and they would make the Brocha. He also mentions, by the way, here's maybe, I don't know if this is prejudice, North Africa. The North Africans follow the Ashkenazim we know the Moroccans in many ways do, but here he says, I guess the Tunisians and the and some of the other North Africans as well would have that din. So that's a couple of interesting Hanukkah lochos for soldiers uh, of both gender. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.